don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And we done did a switcheroo again. <laughs> Yay. Um, so anyway, I hope you that guys... That means that your Wednesday episode will probably be released on time, considering <laughs> Kirsten is the one And your Friday it. episode will probably be uploaded on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Friday night. Friday night. Probably. Oh, Michelle has Friday nights off. Yeah. So it'll be okay. We we yeah, we'll get through this, guys. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. I know our episodes were uploaded a little late. We got a little busy yeah. Thanksgiving week. We didn't anticipate, but they got up. Yep. Um, we still saw each other though. Yeah, we did. We didn't record though. We had a little Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a whole ass meal. She made a whole turkey. She made gravy. It was fire. Potatoes. Homemade gravy mac and cheese mm. Mm. it was good it was good it was the whole fire. nine yards um i hope everyone had a good break if you did get a break yep um but now we're back we are and rejuvenated uh, we're ready to go after our 100th episode was uploaded last week yeah kirsten's and, true crime was uploaded and, before my story time and so technically yours was 99 yeah (laughs) but no it's the true crime episode was number 100 which only makes sense so we're we're recording this on the december 3rd Mm -hmm. yesterday was a year since we uploaded our first podcast episode a year and 30 35,000 downloads later a hundred episodes a year later, 35,000 downloads. Never thought we would make it that far. I wasn't even expecting anyone to want to listen to us. No. So well, I feel like every podcaster says that. I know. We really are. We ju- just do it for fun. We really do. It's, we more, it's really like a hobby. We didn't expect anything from it. Yeah. But here we are. It's just a hobby of ours. We both love true crime. And mm-hmm. it was funny, though, because when we first started, let's go back to the beginning. We'll, we'll end this rant real quick, but yes. when we first started, Kirsten only did story time and I only did true crime, mm-hmm. but because strictly Kirsten was really interested in creepypastas and stuff at the time, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So then one day I'm like, bro, we should just switch. Because we both started getting like a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Because we're like, okay, thing. I'm really getting tired of doing this, like mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again. And I was like, Kirsten, we should just switch. Like, we should just... I'll do it, and then you can do it for a bit, and then we'll switch back. That way, also, I could get a break from true crime, because, good lord. It takes a lot. It does take a lot. Even after a month of true crime, I'm like, whew, I get to put it down for a bit and yeah. do, like, some story time episodes, mm-hmm. you know? And our story time episodes have evolved a lot mm-hmm. since the beginning, you know? I think we've done a lot of work. We have. We've changed a lot. I will say, story time episodes are harder than true crime. Like, 
picking wise like picking what we're gonna do yeah because and it's hard like what i'm gonna do today Mm -hmm. um could be classified as not necessarily true crime but yeah but it's a story and it's kind of like creepy and that's kind of how we try to keep it like we've done movie like Mm -hmm. go throughs we've gone through movies we went through it and it chapter two and then the movie you went through 1922 1922. that one was good Mm -hmm. i really like that um, we've done Let's Not Meet. We've done, like, creepy just creepypastas. Done... I just did a creepypasta. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done so much since we first started. Mm-hmm. And we don't really have, like, a certain realm. We're not like, okay, just this certain thing is classified as story time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that gets boring. Like, people yeah. want more of an array of things. And you never know what you're going to get with the story time with us. Mm-hmm. So. Anywho. Yeah. Anyway. That was like a two-minute rant. I'm literally yeah. looking at the timer. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway, we are grateful for all of you guys that listen and um, listen to every yes. single episode and have been with us since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, let's just go ahead and get into my story time. Don't forget, the Patreon's going to be up before the first of the year. Hopefully. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> Kirsten, sorry. You promised. <laughs> You promised. I'm working on it. We better get on it. Okay. (laughs) Listen, I have the whole week off after Christmas. We will literally just work on it that week and try to get it done. Yes. For sure. We need to come up with ideas now. Yes, okay. Anyways, go. So today I'm going to be talking about the infamous Ed and Lorraine Warren. And if you don't know who they are, um, if you've ever seen the movie like The Conjuring, um, they are in that movie. They are real people. Um that's where the movies came from Mm -hmm. they're based the movies are based on true events but we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode so let's just start from the beginning who are ed and lorraine warren who are they edward warren miney was born on september 7th 1926 in bridgeport connecticut and lorraine rita warren was born in the same city less than a year later on january 31st 1927 They met outside of a movie theater at an ice cream parlor where Ed bought Lorraine an ice cream soda. Oh, that's kind of cute. I actually watched um, a video of her talking about it. Mm -hmm. And she said that Ed was buying her and her friends Cokes, but she didn't like Coke. And so he bought her an ice cream soda and she said (laughs) that he knew from that day forward that she was a gold digger because... And ice cream soda was more expensive than That's funny. Also, I love how they call it an ice cream soda instead of a float. Yeah. Because we call it a float. Mm -hmm. They got married in 1945 and had their only child, Judy, in 1951. Ed was a self-taught and self-professed demonologist, author, and lecturer. I feel like I'm going to have to sage myself after this. I wish I had some. But I feel like I need to. <laughs> just just wait. Oh, okay. Just wait. Okay. Um, he served time in the Navy during World War II and studied art at Perry Art School when he returned home. Okay. So he was an artist. That's cool. He was released from the Navy on survivor's leave because his ship had went down and he was only one of about 69 people that made it off the ship. Wow, that's probably traumatic. Yeah. Lorraine was said to have been clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. This means that she was able to gain insight on cases through supernatural abilities. Okay. That's kind and of I see a that vague, is in quotes. <laughs> kind of a vague term. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily, like, seeing spirits, mm. but, like, sensing them almost. Yeah. But you can kind almost of Almost tapping into it, but some 
some people say they can see them. Yeah. I've heard it described as, like, you can't really, like, see it. Like, it's not a physical thing. It's just more like a picture in your mind, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's how they see it. Right. Is what they mean. She was also considered a medium, meaning she had the ability to communicate with paranormal entities. Now, I have seen some mediums that are, like... Legit. Like, they really seem legit. Like, I'm very skeptical about certain stuff. Listen, no. But, like, they seem legit. Listen, me and Logan lived in an apartment, and some weird shit was happening Mm -hmm. in our apartment. Mm -hmm. Like, in my son's room, the door would open after it was latched, Mm -hmm. and, like, pictures kept falling off his wall, and it was only in his room. Hmm. It was weird. So, um, my father-in-law has a friend who is a medium i don't know if she's technically a medium but Mm -hmm. she can like sense ghosts sense spirits and we came had her come out and like do a little reading Mm -hmm. or whatever and she was like saying we thought it was logan's aunt that had passed away a few years ago Mm -hmm. because um she has been kind of known to do this kind of thing it happened to his sister but the friend my father-in-law's friend said it was tied to me and I was like oh excuse me (laughs) you're like um hold on (laughs) wait and then she was like do you have anything from anybody that has passed away and she was like I feel like it's coming from your bathroom the only thing I have was my great grandma's jewelry dish that had passed away that was on my bathroom counter and she was like but it feels like it's more than one person Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a male a male figure in the background like, she's more prominent, but there's a male there, too, which would be my great-grandpa. Mm-hmm. And they have both passed away. And we were pretty close. That's crazy. I was like, that's kind of scary. They're just seeing what you're up to. She was like, do you want them to stay? I was like, I appreciate them saying hi, but, like, no. Like, I, I, I don't blame kind of creeped out. It's like, it was really weird, mm-hmm. her, like, saying this stuff to me. And I did not know this woman. I had not ever met her previously. It was right. strange. So, after that, I'm like, yeah mediums are real um anyway. oh no i truly believe in some of them yeah but yeah like some of them just some of them if i think they give like vague questions or vague answers yeah it's like if somebody comes in and does what that she did to you i'm like yep yeah i'm like i believe you mm-hmm. <laughs> right. i like got chills oh my bad like this is weird. i'm getting chills kind of listening yeah. to it like all right moving on okay so ed and lorraine traveled to new oh traveled new england attempting to make a profit on Ed's paintings, but along the way, they would stop at haunted locations, which were often inspiration for Ed's artwork. That's pretty cool. So what they would do is they would drive around to different houses that were supposedly haunted, and they would sit outside the house, and he would do a sketch That's so of weird. the house. My, it, just, it gets weirder. My great-grandma would take pictures of houses so she could paint them and stuff if they mm-hmm. were, like, really pretty, mm-hmm. and she would, like, paint pictures. She has, like, awards for some of her paintings and everything, mm-hmm. but yeah. She has a picture of my uncle's old house, and it's, like, so pretty. It has snow all over it. Mm-hmm. But that's what that reminded me of. Keep going. But they would, like, sit outside of mm-hmm. the house where he Just would like, sketch it. Kind of like a stakeout. Yeah. <laughs> so, it would take, like, 30 minutes for him to do a little sketch. And then Lorraine would take the sketch up to the house, knock on the door, and tell the owners that her husband drew it. Mm-hmm. And the point of this was to try and get the homeowners to let them in their house so they could see if it was haunted and then talk to the homeowners home about what was going on in the house. So it was kind of a Kind a of a scheme. ploy to get them yeah. in the house so they could, like, do a little reading. Hmm. Yeah. Which is a little weird. Yeah, I feel like that's a little, um, 
a bit of an invasion yeah. of privacy, but okay. So in 1952, they established the New England Society for Psychic Research, which is credited as the oldest paranormal research organization in the country. Wow. So their first big case was the case of the Annabelle doll. The creepiest thing I've ever fucking saw. So the story goes that a Raggedy Ann doll was gifted to a nurse named Donna. Sometimes it's Deirdre, depending Mm -hmm. on what story you read. Um, And it was gifted to her from her mother on her 28th birthday. That's kind of a weird gift for a 28-year-old, well, in my opinion. for that but, time, though. I mean, I guess time, that's true. I feel like it's a little bit different. A raggedy and all? For that time, yeah. I guess. I just feel like... It's hard to say, because we didn't like yeah, there, but... Yeah, I'm just thinking back then. Mm-hmm. It probably was, like, acceptable. Well, now, if my mom gave me a raggedy and all, first of all, that thing is getting burned outside. Mom, don't <laughs> give me that. If because of this story. But I think my mom said she used to have a raggedy and all. Mm-hmm. So creepy. But no, Donna, Donna loved it. Mm-hmm. She was thrilled. And she brought it home to her apartment where she lived with another nurse named Angie. Okay. At first, the doll was fine. It was just a cute little decoration that they had on the living room couch. Nothing cute. cute. Nothing strange or whatever. But then Donna and Angie began to notice that Annabelle seemed to move around the room on her own. Nope. Donna, Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Donna would sit on the couch before she went to work, and Annabelle would be on the couch with her. But then when she came home that afternoon, Annabelle would be in her bedroom with the door shut. Hell no. Immediately no. Then they started finding notes around the apartment that said, help me. Even more no. The notes were written on parchment paper, and they said they never had parchment paper in their house. That was just not something that they had regularly. I don't have hmm. parchment paper in my house. I mean... I don't ever use parchment yeah. paper. Who uses parchment paper I don't these know. days? So. People that bake a lot, probably. Yeah. Which is not me. Angie's boyfriend was in the apartment one afternoon while they were out and heard rustling in Donna's room, and he thought that someone had broken in. Okay. When he went in and checked, he didn't find any sign of a break-in, but he did find Annabelle face down on the ground. Weird. Mm-hmm. Other stories say he was attacked by Annabelle while he was taking a nap. The stories are kind of... I mean, it was a while yeah. ago, so... After finding the doll in Donna's room, he felt a hot pain on his chest, and when he lifted his shirt, there were bloody scratches on his chest. Two days later, they were completely gone. <laughs> Which, if there were bloody scratches, I feel like they'd be there for a while. Yeah, maybe they were just red. You know how you see yeah. it sometimes, like, the red mm-hmm. scratches or whatever? Yeah. After these events, Donna and Angie decided to have a medium come over to help solve their paranormal problem. The medium held a seance and told the woman that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a deceased seven-year-old named Annabelle Higgins, whose body had been found years earlier on the same piece of land that their apartment building was built on. Hmm. The medium claimed the spirit just wanted to be loved and cared for. Sure. Mm. I think it has a little bit too much activity for a doll that's wanting to be loved and cared Mm -hmm. for, but okay. Donna and Angie felt bad for the spirit and consented to allow her to take up permanent residence in the doll. That's, no. Fuck that. Absolutely not. They were like, yeah, she can stay. Uh, that's where you went wrong. Yeah. No. Fuck no. No. I literally, in in my notes, I put, that's where you fucked up. That really is because... A lot of demons present themselves as little kids. To get you to feel bad for them. Yes. Yeah. I do not consent any spirits. No. To take up permanent residence 
in my house. Fuck that. Thank you. No. Eventually, they wanted to get rid of the Annabelle spirit. So they contacted Episcopal priest, Father Hagen. And he contacted his superior, Father Cook, who alerted Ed and Lorraine Warren of the situation. Okay. According to the Warrens, their problem started when the girls believed that the doll deserved their sympathy. Just like you said. Exactly. Just like we said. Yeah. They believed that there was actually a demonic force in search of a human host within Annabelle and not a harmless soul. They said, quote, Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object, and this is what occurred in the animal case. This spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition. Truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the soul. It was looking to possess a human host. Of course. End quote. Literally. Like, how are, what are they going to do with a doll? Right. They can't do anything but move it around like they were. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't. They want to possess a person. Mm-hmm. The Warrens immediately noted that they what they thought were the signs of a demonic possession, which are teleportation, materialization, and the mark of the beast. Which is the three scratches, right? Mm-hmm. Materialization would be like the, um, the notes. The parchment paper. Mm-hmm. Teleportation, obviously, moving around the house. Yeah. They ordered an exorcism of the apartment to be formed by Father Cook. The Warrens then took Annabelle out of the apartment and to her final resting place in their museum, hoping that her reign would come to an end. When they took the doll from the apartment, they decided not to take the highway in case Annabelle could cause them to have an accident. Makes sense. On their way to their home, Lorraine claimed that the brakes stalled or failed multiple times, which resulted in near crashes, but the moment Ed pulled holy water from his bag and put it on the doll... The problems with the brakes stopped. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. When they got to the house, the Warrens put the doll in its study so they could get her box ready that they were going to put her in. Imagine that their brakes were just, like, bad. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Or, like, she just didn't know how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) They said that the doll levitated and moved around the house, even though she was put in a locked office in an outer building of the house. She would find her way into the main part of the house. Now, that's fucking weird. They had a specially made glass and wood case made for Annabelle, which had the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael's Prayer etched on it. Ed would also periodically say a binding prayer over the case to ensure that the doll and its spirit remained trapped for good. And he did that, like, his whole life. Yeah. Annabelle has since remained in that case. However, it is believed her spirit can reach earthly people. Like, through the box. Nope. I'm an earth sign. Does that mean she can reach me? (laughs) Capricorn here. (laughs) On one occasion, a priest was visiting the Warrens Museum and taunted the doll after Ed advised him not to. That's where you fucked up. We're going to use that as a quote around here. That's where (laughs) you fucked up. That's where you fucked up. On his way home, the priest saw Annabelle in his rear view mirror, resulting in a near-death accident that totaled his car. Years after that, another visitor tapped on the glass of Annabelle's case and laughed at how silly she was and how people were crazy for believing she was real. On his way home, he lost control of his motorcycle and crashed head-on into a tree, which resulted in his instant death and his girlfriend just barely surviving. That's where you fucked up. 
And that's just a few of the stories surrounding Annabelle. There is so many more, but... That's crazy. I didn't want to include all of them. Yeah. That would be a long episode. Yeah. Maybe we can just do an episode about Annabelle. Yeah. A couple other popular cases of theirs are of the Perrin family, which is from The Conjuring. Yeah. And the Hodgson family from Enfield Haunting. Okay. In January of 1971, the Perrin family moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, which when you look at the Conjuring house, mm-hmm. it does it's not creepy. It does not look like it should be 14 rooms. Yeah, no. Which is weird to me. It's you want to hear something pretty crazy? Size. There was a couch in the Conjuring movie mm-hmm. that actually was in like the Conjuring house. It was like really? original furniture or something. Really? I can't remember. It was, like, in the movie, and that's the type of furniture that they would have, mm-hmm. and, like, guess what? My mom had the same fucking couch. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, hell no. You know my mom got rid of it not long after? Did she really? She said, Yeah, no, this. our house was haunted already. You would constantly hear someone walking up and mm-hmm. down the stairs. Oh, like, no, no. Our stairs were very creaky, so it would mm-hmm. be like, eh, eh, Oh, no, oh, thank you. It fucked me up, for sure, but, yeah, um, I had a couch from The Conjuring. Maybe we should post a picture of it. Um, <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, uh, let me find a picture of myself with the couch okay. so we can prove that I had the couch okay, okay. and we can take a clip from the movie and we'll post it. Just side so by y'all side know. comparison. Yeah. And it's literally the exact same couch. She said, I gave it to your, your grandpa. You <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't know. Nope. He's good. <laughs> so the family, the parent family, Carolyn, Roger, and their five daughters began to notice strange things happening almost immediately after they moved in. Mm Mm-hmm. It started with a couple small things. Right. Carolyn would notice that the broom would go missing or hear the sound of someone scraping, ag- scraping yeah. against the kettle no, in the kitchen. That's a no for me. She would find small piles of dirt on floor she had just swept. Dude, I'm really going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just wait. Okay, just wait. Okay. The daughters began to notice, notice spirits around the house, but they were mostly harmless. Like, they would, like, play with the spirits. Okay. Basically. But there were a few angry spirits. That As there so nice. always are. Carolyn did research of the history of the home and discovered that it had been in the same family for eight generations and that most of the family had died mysteriously. And that's Several... where you fucked up. Because you shouldn't have done the research. You should Literally. have just left it alone. And if you're not part of the family, like, obviously they're going to be pissed. If it's been eight in the family for eight generations yeah. and then these strangers move in, they're oh, going to be shitty. Yes. Several children had drowned in a nearby lake. One was murdered, and a few even hung themselves in the attic. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Children? Oh, my. Well, maybe not, like, children's children, but, like... Just, like... Children of the family. Oh, You see what I'm saying? Yeah. However, one spirit, which was mentioned in the movie, was called Bathsheba. Bathsheba was real. You said her name three times. Not, like, back-to-back-to-back. I hope... I hope you did not summon her. I don't believe in that stuff. It's Ooh, okay. Ooh, sage. I Holy need water. Um, so, she was real. A mm-hmm. re- she was really a real person. Not just in the movie. Oh, okay. But she was the worst of all. Oh, Jesus Christ. Quote, whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be mistress of the house, and she, was res- she resented the competition my mother posed for that position, mm. said Andrea Perrin, the oldest of the five the okay. five daughters there were act there, so there actually was a woman named Bathsheba Sherman mm-hmm. who lived on the property in the mid-1800s she was said to have been a satanist 
and there was evidence that she had been involved in the death of a neighbor's child. Yikes. Yeah. The parents believed that it was Bathsheba's spirit that was tormenting them. Okay. The family experienced other spirits as well. One that smelled like rotting flesh and one that made the beds levitate. Andrea claimed her father would enter the basement and feel a cold, stinking presence behind him. Like, just smell. I just got chills, bro. Look at Oh, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Over the course of the ten years the parents lived at the house, the Warrens made several trips to investigate. At one point, Lorraine did a seance to attempt to contact the spirits that were possessing the family. During the seance, Carolyn Perrin became possessed and started speaking in tongues and rising from the ground in her chair. In the movie, Ed performed an exorcism. But Lorraine said they would never do that because they have to be performed by Catholic priests. Yeah. So they never did exorcisms. Okay. But they did do seances. Right. After the seance, Roger Perrin kicked the Warrens out and was worried about his wife's mental stability. According to Andrea, who was the daughter, Mm -hmm. the family lived there until 1980, but were forced to move due to financial instability, and after they moved, the spirits went silent and the hauntings stopped. Okay. Six years after the Perrin family was terrorized by their demon, another family in Enfield, England, began to experience similar things. Mm-hmm. In August of 1977, the Hodgson family started seeing and hearing strange things. Janet, who was 11 at the time, recalled sitting up in bed to see her dresser slide across the room that she shared with her brother. Hell no. Later, the family began to hear knocking coming from all sorts of places in the house. Janet remembers her mom thinking there were burglars or drifters hiding out in their home and calling the police to investigate. The officer who arrived reported witnessing a chair rise up and move across the floor on its own. Legos and marbles were reported flying around the room, hot to the touch when picked up. Like they had been heated with something. Mm-hmm. Clothing folded on tabletops would leap off of the tables and fly across the room. The sound of dogs barking would be heard in empty rooms. Lights would flicker. Coins would drop out of thin air. And furniture would spin or tip over without being touched. Then, one day, the iron fireplace in an upstairs bedroom was ripped out of the wall. That's a no for me. After that, paranormal investigators from all around the world showed up, claiming to be able to contact spirits and wanting to know more about the Enfield haunting. Most of them decided that the children had been faking their experiences, as one of them had admitted to doing so on one occasion, but the Warrens were different. Okay. They showed up and immediately believed that a demonic presence was present. However... Their claims were overlooked as a noted skeptic at the time accused Ed of exaggerating and even making up incidents, often transforming a haunting into one case of demonic possession. Okay. This is where the story differs from the movie, as there was no exorcism-like practice from the Warrens. Okay. In 1979, two years after they began, the hauntings abruptly stopped though the family maintains they did nothing to stop them. This is where shit gets fucked up. Okay. According to her notes. This is where shit hits the fan. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
we all know when we watch these movies at the mm-hmm. beginning it says based on true events yeah like everything in my notes these were true events based on true events but based maybe exaggerated okay yeah all of the movies based around ed and lorraine had been based on true events which is what makes them that much more scary. Yeah, that's why I've been sitting here saying, hell no, right. that's a no for me. If that's it's just, not. like, a fake made-up thing, it's like, whatever, it's fake. But, yeah. like, if it's based on true events, it's like, this can really happen. Also, right. paranormal shit is what, like, creeps me out a little bit. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. But what if I told you they were lying the whole time? Honestly, I would not, part of me would not be surprised. I could, I could see it. I could see it. In fact... Most of the time, the Warrens were not even present at the site of the hauntings. The investigations were done over the phone. What? So, like, they weren't even there. Hmm. It was like a phone call. And that's... They screwed up these stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ed and Lorraine Warren claimed... This is where... <laughs> I think this is funny. Mm-hmm. Ed and Lorraine Warren claimed they investigated 10,000 paranormal cases in their lifetimes. That's a lot. That's crazy. That's a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. If they investigated one case per day, that would take them 27.3 years. 10,000. 27.3 years. Mm-hmm. That's without taking weekends off. As we can see from their records and in the Conjuring universe, some of these cases took days or even months to resolve yeah ed warren also had a day job as a bus driver the couple had a child they wrote books made media appearances and operated an occult museum out of their home yeah i've seen pictures how could they possibly have accomplished ten thousand cases that's crazy that's like impossible that's Mm -hmm. like literally impossible the haunted annabelle doll that the couple is famous for is really i mean it's super creepy oh 100%, super scary yeah. everyone is scared of dolls mm-hmm. because of that because oh, of that i've doll. always been just scared of dolls in general even before i, I like heard that about that worse. dolls make dolls creep me out bro we used to have a couple really weird dolls oh hell no in our garage yeah that were like in we mm-hmm. inherited we were like no thanks yeah my mom <laughs> gave me like a basket full of like glass dolls mm-hmm, the, like porcelain dolls yeah the mm-hmm. ones that she had i was like no thank you can have them back (laughs) (laughs) so what you don't know is that that whole story was an episode of the twilight zone Hmm. which aired seven years before the warrens ever met the annabelle doll interesting the episode is titled living doll and it was in the fifth season of the twilight zone i actually used to like that show and it's literally it's literally the same thing are you serious it's literally like like, they picked it out and made yes. it a story. Yes. Also, there was no record of the guy that died in the motorcycle accident afterwards. That was completely fabricated. Wow. Yeah. That's, like, fake. I'm that's feeling... No, I'm starting to feel better. Yeah. That's, like, not... It was completely made up. That's, that's making me feel better. Yeah. So, the case featuring um, in the original Conjuring movie was a real-life haunting claimed to be experienced by the parent family. Both... Lorraine Warren and one of the parent children have confirmed the movie is accurate. Okay. However, the woman who currently owns the home where the parents lived, her name is Norma Scudcliffe, says okay. the movie is complete fiction. 
Okay, but how would she know, though? never experienced anything in that house. Okay, but, like, the parent family moved, and they Mm -hmm. said it stopped. Mm -hmm. What if it was just attached to them? Could be. It could be. It could be. Norma, mind your business, okay? I'm sorry. Yeah. But she just, like, moved in, and she's like, I haven't ever experienced anything, but maybe it's because... Okay, but listen, okay. What if she doesn't believe in it, first of all? And so she's like, okay, whatever. And then second of all... mm Go ahead. Go ahead. I w- go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I don't remember. Can I you- was going to say. What? No, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say. I think the the um, article that this came from, this Nor- Norma, I don't, she doesn't live there anymore. Oh. Because I watch these people on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam and Colby. Yeah, they just did a collab with Morbid. They did a collab with Morbid? Sam and Colby did? It's... I don't think the video is up on YouTube. They said there was a video going up. I don't remember where they said it. I'm going to have to look for it because just, that's well, the collab that I would never see coming and that would Just listen to the life. podcast episode. Okay. Because they all collabed. Keep going. Okay, anyway. So, Sam and Colby, they do um, hauntings. They yeah. do... Um, and they're just, like, regular people. Like, right. me or you with, like, their um, equipment, ghost mm-hmm. equipment. And they caught so much shit on camera mm-hmm. and it, at, at the Conjuring house. And it's absolutely fucking terrifying. Oh, I'm sure. And, like, it's stuff that you can't make up. Mm-hmm. I mean, in movies, sure. Yeah. But, like, these are, like, kids. They're, Did like, our age. Did you hear about one of the actresses that was on The Conjuring yes, set? She did. Joey she, King. Was it her that had, like, the blood, the, mm-hmm. like, a weird had blood disease? Blood transfusions. And had to have blood transfusions and everything. And then after she left The Conjuring set, it was it fine. Stopped. Like, that's why I believe it was haunted. Yes. Because there's there's other things to back it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Norma, maybe she just didn't give a fuck and she didn't believe in it. So, nothing really, like, yeah. ever caught her eye. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, skeptics, a lot of times will be like, oh, whatever. It's just, like, an old house. It's just creaking. Like, blah, blah, blah. Me? Uh-uh. I hear a noise. I'm like, the fuck was it? I'm on, like, both sides. It's like, when I watch, um, what's that, what's that show? Um... Ghost Adventure. Ghost Adventure. I love that freaking show. Some of the stuff in that show, I'm like, that's really far stretched. Okay, yes. Yeah, some of the stuff is they're making kind of something stretched. out of nothing. I will say some of it kind of show. stretched, yes. but it's not like every episode that that happens. It's I think like, it's no. more rare in the show when they, like, I would say probably a few times a season they're like trying to stretch yes. something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like some of the shit they've caught, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I haven't watched that show in a long time because I watched it before I went to bed and then I had a nightmare. So, I highly suggest you go to YouTube and watch Sam and Colby's. I think they've done like two or three videos at the Conjuring House. We'll link it in the show notes. And um, they catch everything. They catch something every single time, mm-hmm. and it's it's just crazy. Yeah. And it literally, I was like freaking out watching. It's just crazy that it could be me or you with the equipment that they have. Oh fuck no! I would not go there. Like it's just nuts. I ain't bringing nothing back to my house. Sage. All the way, bruh. No. Anyway. Mm -mm -mm. Um, the second Conjuring movie about the Enfield hauntings. Yeah. Um, the real family involved in that haunting did get caught making evidence of the haunting. I think I've actually read on it, read this before. Mm -hmm. Um, also, like in the movie, police officers involved really did claim to see objects moving on their, on their own in the house. However, as far as the Warrens were involved... People involved in the case say, unlike the movie, in real life, the Warrens showed up uninvited and then oh. left a day later. Like, they just kind of showed up trying to, like, get their peace 
But then they left the, day, the next day. Like, hmm. they didn't get anything. In 1986, the Warrens investigated a funeral home turned family home that was infested with demons. I think, um, what's the movie? Haunting in Connecticut? Mm-hmm. I think it was above um, a, fu- a funeral home or something. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. But I feel like I mean, that's right. Somewhere that like has a, a lot movie of about it. Somewhere that has a lot of death mm-hmm. could in fact have demons. Oh, for I'm sure. not saying this is true because oh, it sure. seems like they just made up a lot of shit. Oh, but okay. okay. I'm just saying, like in general, I could see that happening. Yeah. So I, I got ahead of myself. Oh. The Snedker family mm-hmm. from the movie A Haunting in Connecticut, which was released in 2009, um, lived in this funeral home turned family home. Okay. Okay. I just got ahead of myself. Okay. But, um, they, uh, complained of strange behavior in their son. Um, violent and sometimes sexual attacks by unseen entities and apparitions. Okay. Interesting. Um, and that's where the haunting in Connecticut, that's what the haunting in Connecticut's about. That's a fucked up movie, by the way. I'm not gonna watch it, thank I, you. Mm, it's a good movie, but it's scary as fuck. Um, the author who worked with the Snedker family and the Warrens in order to write a book about the whole thing mm-hmm. later recanted the story and said the family involved, which was going through some serious problems like alcoholism and drug addiction, could not keep their story straight and I became very frustrated. It's hard writing a nonfiction book when all the people involved are telling you different stories. So it's kind of... Eh. So the family involved was kind of on like, some stuff yeah so they were like well can't really verify your story because you were drunk right or high and or it's whatever. like everybody's telling different stories you don't yeah. know what's really fake right the snedker family had a neighbor living in the upstairs apartment during their stay at this haunted house the neighbor never had a paranormal experience okay no one who has lived in the snedker home has had a paranormal experience since they left see here's another thing that i just want to mention is that spirits and demons target people that have weak. a weak mental state mm-hmm. so it makes sense these people are struggling yeah, with alcoholism yeah. with drug addiction mm-hmm. of course they would be targeted and maybe the person living upstairs is having a fine time mm-hmm. this is that's yolo true. living that life is, that is true and maybe they didn't experience anything because they have more of a strong mental barrier yeah just saying maybe old norma maybe she had that strong brain mm, she knew right from wrong the, con- the conjuring spirits were like oh can't mess with her mm-hmm. gotta back up ain't no fooling her nope <laughs> <laughs> so the new england skeptical society investigated many of the warren's claims one founder stephen novella I, l- I like that name i don't know why novella novella yeah who is also a neurologist and professor at yale school of medicine said you meet them and Oh my god. The guy had no idea what he was doing. Didn't know the first thing about anything relevant to paranormal investigation or ghost phenomenon. Good to know. He also described the Warren's occult museum as full of off-the-shelf Halloween junk, dolls, and toys. Okay. The Warrens refused to allow members of the Skeptical Society to shadow them on a paranormal investigation or to examine the evidence the Warrens widely claimed to have proving the existence of paranormal phenomena. Mm. When pressed, Ed Warren said, you can't have scientific evidence for spiritual phenomena. But you can. But I'm Zach sh- Bagans has proved that. Pretty sure you can. Pretty sure you can. Oh, Zach Bagans? What's the other, like, ghost show? Ghost Hunters? Sam and Colby. They're obviously providing evidence. Literally. Just saying. It's but they really do not have a lot hard. more stuff these days because it's yeah. a lot more believed in, but still, 
Mm-hmm. You think when they started they had much to start with? No. If you go watch the beginning of Ghost Adventures, the episodes are fucking hilarious because they're kind of cheesy because mm-hmm. of how young they were and mm-hmm. they were kind of just starting out, you know what I mean? But you can have scientific evidence, Ed. Yeah, you literally can. Anyway. So, I'm going to put a trigger warning right here mm-hmm. for um, sexual assault. Um, this is going to go a weird direction. I see that. I'm kind of reading a little bit ahead. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, beyond the claims that the Warrens fabricated at least parts of each fa- famous haunting they were involved in, mm-hmm. there are extremely troubling claims that Ed Warren groomed a 15-year-old girl he met while working as a bus driver, and they eventually had a 40-year relationship. Hold up. The fuck? The Warrens officially said they moved the girl into their house because she had nowhere else to go. Apparently. Mm. When Lil- if, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. If he met her while he was working as a bus driver and she's on the fucking bus, she she's had to get on somewhere. the bus from somewhere. She's going somewhere. So where the fuck did she come from? Lorraine. When Lorraine signed on to consult on the Conjuring movies... She got a contract that states the movies will not feature negative information about the Warrens, including sex with minors, child pornography, prostitution, or sexual assault. Oh, my God. Why are you getting a contract stating that you're not going to be asked about those things if you don't have something to hide? Right. You know. Right. Um, <laughs> so, the 15-year-old's name, her name is Judith Penny. Mm-hmm. She claims that she began a sexual and romantic relationship with Ed in 1963 at the age of 15, Mm-mm. with Lorraine's knowledge. Penny claimed to have lived with the Warrens as Ed's lover for 40 years. Gross. Penny Sorry, was Penny. Penny was even arrested shortly after moving in with the Warrens for the simple fact that she'd moved in with a married man. Well, I feel bad because she didn't really know any better at 15. But then, like, you got older and you still kept going back because she was groomed. For 40 years. She was groomed, though, at 15. Yeah. So, like, she, like, I'll give her a pass. Yeah. Because she's been groomed for a long time. Mm -hmm. But as far as Ed and Lorraine's concerned, y'all fucking knew better. They should have been the ones arrested. For real. The fuck is she arrested for? She didn't do anything but be groomed. Although the Warrens claimed to be devout Catholics, Penny also claimed she became pregnant with Ed's child in May of 1978. Interesting. It gets worse. Lorraine told Penny to have an abortion. She's Catholic. Okay. Lorraine told Penny to have an abortion due to the social implications and potential scandal that could ruin the Warren's business. Okay. Penny said, quote, they wanted me to tell everyone that someone had came into my apartment and raped me and I wouldn't do that. I was so scared. I didn't know what to do, but I had an abortion. The night they picked me up from the hospital after having it, they went out and lectured and left me alone. End quote. What the fuck? Ed Warren died on August 23rd, 2006, and Lorraine passed away on April 18th, 2019. And that's where I ended it, because... They're fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, I bet that... I bet you weren't expecting all that. No, they're pretty fucked up, though. Yeah. Um, I do think, I do believe The Conjuring House is actually haunted. Oh, 100%, yeah. Um, 
I, but I do also think that the movies were really, really, really hyped up. Oh, like, I'm sure. Over, yeah, I like over the, exaggerated. the third one that came out. I can't remember what I it is. I think the third one was about the, the, uh, Enfield. Yeah. One in England. Was it? Was it? I'm pretty it sure. It was about. Because the first two were about the same family. And then the third one was about a different family in England. Mm. Pretty sure. Unless I'm thinking of a different movie franchise. Well, the third one is, like, there's a family. It's, like, a boy, I think, that gets possessed or something. Are you talking about Insidious? No. The third one is a boy that gets possessed. Hold up. Um, And then there's a guy. I don't know if it's his uncle. I can't remember. But he's tells the thing to take him instead. And then he's possessed, and then he ends up, like, stabbing somebody. Like, they have, like, a, a little place that has, like, a bunch of dogs that they take care of, and he goes back, and it's with his girlfriend and another guy. And then he ends up stabbing the guy, and then he ends up in the mental hospital, and, like, Ed and Lorraine are trying to stop him from killing himself because the thing is trying to make him kill himself. I don't think and I've then ever they, seen the movie that you're talking about. They found a, like, hexing thing under the house. Like an old, like, just watch it. The Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. That's the third one. Oh, yeah, maybe I haven't seen that one. You probably have not. It's but newer, it's, ain't it? Yeah, it just came out, like, a few weeks ago. Or a few weeks ago. A few months <laughs> a ago. A few years ago. A few years ago. Yeah, but there's another one, too, that just came out, I think, after that one. So, The Conjuring, Devil Made Me Do It came out in 2021. Okay, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. It's an hour and 52 minutes long. I enjoyed the movie not gonna lie to you i thought it was pretty good but anyways you just have to go watch to figure out what else happened that all happened like right in the beginning of the movie so i thought you were talking about insidious when the little boy was like in a car oh no yeah and that was like a whole yeah a whole mess anyways anyways um so that is ed and lorraine warren um believe believe what you want um we've presented the evidence of what we can find that's what i have um do with that what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I have. Alright, well. I hope I didn't scare you too much. Go uh, follow our socials. TCST podcast. At gmail.com. Anything else you want to say? Uh, Usually take the floor on your episode. So. That's why I was you pointing. Started, you I know. started it so then it Because you off. said, you said, I'm done. <laughs> um... The link to the link tree will be in the show notes with um, all of our links in it. You can find us everywhere mm-hmm. on there. Um, mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we TikTok. We need to update it because we've been... All of the things. Slacking hard. We've been slacking. Um, Don't forget the links for the Sam and Colby videos. Will I will be put them in, in the, the show notes, show notes as well. Um, this is not sponsored by Sam and Colby. I just really like them. Yep. They have some really other cool... I've never videos. even watched a single video of them. They are honestly terrifying. But I'll watch it. <laughs> they're really... I'm not just saying that. Yeah. They're kind of scary. Oh, I'm sure. I watch Ghost Adventures, so I should be fine. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. See ya.